Okay, here we go. They're not kicking a field goal. What is your best physical feature? My hair. My upper body. My fingers. <laughs> you said your hair? Yeah. You just came in here with purple hair. That's why it's my best. That doesn't count. Feature. No, it does. It's like it unicorn does. hair. That's I love like it. that's like uh, Kylie Jenner saying my favorite physical feature is my butt. Well, isn't that that probably is her favorite physical feature? Yeah, but it doesn't count. Well, yes, it's it's a physical feature. How do, how can you say it fine, doesn't count? Fine, fine. <laughs> you said your upper body. Yeah, oh, my upper body. What are you talking about? Oh my god! It's Tokyo Tab on Snapchat. If you want to see it, he puts it up. Actually, at least two to three times a day. I don't think um, if you type that in, mine will come up. Why? Did you change it for the 50th No. Time? Well, it still comes up like my username, BTAP, but like it shows as Tokyo Tab. I don't know. Everybody, welcome so that, to that's another weird. You can't episode. No, but you can't switch your Snapchat name. I'm, I'm trying to tell you that. <laughs> awesome. This is another episode of Strange Flavors brought to you by Elif Theory. My name is Faraz. I'm Danny. Tokyo Tav. A.K.A. Brandon. Brandon. Danny, you're back. Thank I'm you back. for finally coming back after two weeks. <laughs> I know. Where were you? Well, we actually went to Wildwood. My family goes to Wildwood, Wildwood New Jersey okay. every summer, yes. So it was a week's worth, and I'm a homebody, so it probably I probably will never do a week again. Were you, like, beaching and stuff there? Oh, yeah, we were beaching it hard, yep. I heard Beautiful Jersey, weather. I heard Jersey beaches are dirty. Is that not true? Not dirty, but the seagulls are like rats with legs. Seriously, they will come up to you and take your food right out of your hand. They will do that. They are I saw, ruthless. I saw a prank one time that somebody did on the beach where they gave, um, I think it was pigeons, laxatives. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then no. they were going crazy on the beach. Everybody was covered in bird poop. <laughs> oh that sounds really, really funny, actually. Um, what makes you guys uncomfortable? I want to know. Last podcast. Why? People reading people's traits and stuff. I don't like that. Oh, you don't like all the horoscope stuff that we were talking about? And Oh, you're a cancer. Oh, so you're emotional and you do this and that. Oh. On a Tuesday at nine o'clock, you're like, no. True. Everything. Get that bull chicken out of here, cuz. Yeah. Well, Danny's very into that, but I, I'm with you because I don't like somebody telling me or before I even know somebody, they're like, oh, you're a Leo. Okay. Well, I, I know everything about you. I don't like that. That's messed I up. I say, you know what? I'll never see you again. See ya. Get that bull chicken out of here, cuz. You know what makes me uncomfortable? Girls. No, just. Just people, people in general getting too close. That would be one thing. But like in your bubble? Is that what you mean? Like yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, parties. Um, what if it's a female that grabs you by the waist and whispers in your ear? That's weird. Why would a female be <laughs> grabbing me by the waist? Hey, come here, boy. Come here, Frost. <laughs> I'd be like, you want to go uh, bench press a little bit? Oh, my God. <laughs> if she's grabbing me by the waist, I have some training to do. Um, and birthdays. Birthdays make me extremely uncomfortable. Not other what? people's, but my own. It's very awkward. I hate Yeah, his birthday was, uh... Alright, chill. A couple days ago. I'll cut it out. What did you really... You <laughs> found it out? out? When yeah. is your birthday? Whoa, 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 we, whoa, whoa, we took whoa, a photo whoa, shoot whoa, 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 whoa. on his birthday. I don't know why. How did you... Know? Did he tell you that it was... His sister told us. Oh my gosh. So, wait, what day was it? What no, was the stop. Come oh on. Come on. I'm not Come sure. Come on. Who cares? 
Anyways, who cares? That's the day that you were born. That's Danny, so it's, important. It's really not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. It's really not. I promise you, it's not that big it of was, a deal. Um, I think it was Monday. Monday. Okay, so what, sure. Monday that was. Can we? Can we see. not? Happy birthday for <laughs> happy, happy belated birthday. birthday. Belated birthday. <laughs> Twenty two. Danny, remember that one time we had the guy on the show that he wanted to touch your feet, <laughs> yes. and you were like, "This makes me uncomfortable." And then we tried to stop him. Because it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Why, when I say that my birthday makes me uncomfortable, are you guys over here like, ah, happy birthday? Well, let me just say, like, feet things, like, that's like a real thing. Like, it's you my, know, mine's a real thing. Why no, can't mine the, be a real thing? Because it's the day that you were born. That's a celebration. Okay, those that's are feet that are attached to your body. Well, people have, like, weird feet fetishes and stuff like that. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. That's something that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like any of that. Listen, whatever. Um, So... Over the weekend, um, me, Shamir, and my friend Amber, we filmed like these challenge videos, right? Um, which are now on YouTube today uh, on their channels, Akon, which is A-Y-E-E-K-H-A-N, and Shimmer. Um, so what we did was, you know the whisper challenge? We're like, okay, so you put on headphones and you whisper something to the other person. They can't hear you. They have to read your lips. So we did that, but combined with a hot wing contest. So like whoever didn't get the word would have to eat one of the hot wings and each wing gets hotter and hotter and then we got them uh from this place cr wings um yeah. which is right up They're here hot too. Can... yeah so there was one so i went in and i was like i need the four hottest wings and i need like five of them and he's like well these are our four hottest wings but we do have one on the me- that's not on the menu and then the guy from the back came out, like their supervisor, or whatever. He's like, "What? What? Somebody getting it? Somebody getting it?" Oh I was like, "Whoa, god. relax." And yeah, that wing. Oh my god, it was insane. It was so hot. Like, uh, what? Like flavor? Like, did it have a flavor or like a name? It was called uh, darkness. It was. <laughs> it goes from extra hot uh, to nine one one to DOA, and then darkness. And it's like almost reddish blackish like it was when they were bringing out the sauce everybody in the back that was working there that day they were like oh my god oh my god and they're carrying it with gloves on i was like this is about to go in my body that's crazy but it was a good challenge um you guys should check it out it's a funny video um and then the other one was we did (laughs) for some reason i did bean boozled again which i already told you guys how much i hated that the first time but we did that with truth and truth or dare um that's why I was asking the question, what makes you uncomfortable? Because that was one of the things somebody asked me. And I think I said, uh, yeah, like when somebody will hug you when they don't really know you. You know, like the first yes. time you meet somebody sometimes. I hate that like unnecessary physical interaction. Like when people like pat you on the back or like touch your knee or something like that. <laughs> touch your knee? Why is somebody <laughs> touching your knee? You know, like when I don't, I don't know. I just... Look, see, this is exactly what this man's <laughs> it was a commercial. watching the game. <laughs> It was a commercial. Completely zoned out. Doesn't care that we have a podcast today. I'm listening. It was a commercial. Okay, let's talk about you for a second, Brandon. Oh, my God. You were the other day, (laughs) you were just mentioning the photo shoot. So this guy's (laughs) rebranding himself. New name, new logo, new fire pics. You actually, so I went the other day and I took his pictures for him. Um, And he actually did a pretty good job. I thought he was going to be really awkward. Because you know how some people, they're like very... Listen, what do you call when it? it's they're go really, like, confident time, it's go the time. Front, but, then, oh, yeah. but then they're like, when it comes to doing things that are kind of like out of their comfort zone, they're like, they freak out. I thought that's what Brandon is. And no. he kind of is sometimes probably. You just have to get him there. But 
With the photo shoot, he did pretty good. Except every single time I take a picture, he comes running back and he's like, let me see that. <laughs> oh, I look good. Damn. Damn. Well, I was just trying to piss you off. Like every single photo. I'm like, dog. It was not every <laughs> single photo, okay? I'm not your little brother. It was like every other photo. It was a lot of times. I did see Ew. That. You can <laughs> hear that. In the, it's itching his eye over here. That's nasty. Yeah. My eye's been twitching because I haven't been getting good sleep. Why it, not? It twitches on. Because I'm always up messing around on the computer and stuff. Yeah, messing around on the computer. Oh, all my electronic heads. Moonrise this weekend. Yee yee. If you're going, you know, um, Brandon snap. Brandon will be handing out waters. If you're going, snap, even though, you know, this is not live or anything. Yeah, I'm going to be working there. What? Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't slide die. Some, uh, are you going to slide some of your flash drives into I might. If I can get my master back in time. I'm supposed to get That's a, a good idea. It is. Face-to-face contact. That's where it's at. So what do you do? You just, like, walk up to them and then put Start it in the pocket or what? Start a conversation. Are you such and such? Even though I know who they are. And then you hand them a flash drive? And then maybe, yeah. If you, you know, have a little quick conversation and say, by the way. I feel like that would be really exciting. Like, if I was, okay, so if I was, like, somebody But I, I doubt around, that's going to happen, but, I mean, I'm just. Have I'm you done it before? No. But no. I'm trying to be prepared. No, but imagine that. Like, you're just walking around and then you, you go home and then you find a flash drive. Aren't you immediately like, oh, let me see what's on here. Yeah, definitely. That's exciting. But then they'd be like, oh, it's just some kid's music. What? No. No, no. <laughs> well, first of all, I wouldn't slide it in there i mean you got a 90 percent chance that they're gonna feel your hand reaching into their pocket or whatever the case no. may be. i'm people gonna hand it to them properly the pocket picker people are always doing why would i sneak a, a, flash, a tongue twister pocket picker a usb people. in someone's <laughs> pocket that's uh, well yeah actually I thought that's it, what would you're be, doing. it would no. be cooler if you were like handing out waters you're like yeah like listen and no. i'd be like oh put a flash drive on each single water comes right? with a free i would be excited i'd be like how many gigs is this 16, okay. Thank you so much. I have a free 16 gig flash drive. <laughs> yeah, now. that's what happens. Um, so Brandon and I were talking when we were on our way back about, like, he listens to, you know, all this electronic music and everything. I actually I actually like it. Um, and so there's this there's this duo of girls, um, Cruella. Yep. And so they're, like, I think half Pakistani or something, and they make electronic music. So uh, he showed them to me, and he's going to their concert and he was like yo you should come too and i now i'm like considering it actually i want to go yeah uh, have you ever been to like a rave before because that's what he's saying she's been to one me no I what are you talking it. about you just went to that festival that's not a rave though but i mean i guess it, on your uh snapchats it looked like it really well the like edm pavilion part i guess yeah. could be considered it but it was more of like festival like music mm-hmm. festival. yeah because i was at um what was it the baltimore one artscape um they were like showing uh one of my videos and i was doing spoken word there so i was checking out the rest of artscape and it was funny that like anytime that there's like hip-hop people or whatever everybody's like dancing grooving singing along but then when it was like rock everybody's standing still so i'm like that's so awkward so i was like what do they do at like electronic festivals if you're not on drugs <laughs> not gonna be yeah, that's on the, anything. That's Fall the outsider asleep, looking. That's what you do. Do what? I was I I wasn't on Fall drugs asleep. for well like at midnight. Everyone else is on something, but I wasn't. So I was like falling asleep, standing up. I was so tired. It's long I'm, though. I'm yeah, but you're going. like jumping up and down and like. What do you do? Have, have you been to I've been these to... things before? Are you Are you kidding me? Well, you're I've been usually, to a million. I don't know if you're usually like doing stuff like that, like having a stand or like you're 
you know you're moving backstage right? with DJs or whatever. I don't know what you do. I'm a regular, you know, person at the concert. Do you get crazy? Oh yeah. I can't see you like do you get, getting crazy. Like, is it? Oh, it's like you're it's always so a serious. Lot. It's an exercise. Right? Yeah, it's from eight to four in the morning oh at Echo Stage. Well, ten, ten to four in the morning. And you know, it's half of the. Uh, there's also it's also a strip club too. It's like half concert venue, half strip club, and another building attached to it. Oh, so it's it's not like the concert is no yeah no, that's, you're not gonna see that's what strippers. you made it sound like no 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 might as well be though what some of the <laughs> girls wear you know <laughs> basically there's a bar up top you know echo stage is the top i think it's like the number one venue for electronic music in the usa i know it's top five really yeah and this Pretty is in this is in uh baltimore D- or uh, dc, DC. It's okay in DC. dc cool word Our and there and the b- other big names besides electronic like meek mill it's a lot of big names that are in that venue because it's so nice. You hate Meek Mill. I'm just saying he's a re- relatively big name. But Meek Mill helps you get an extra rep in at the gym. I noticed that. <laughs> oh God. Anytime, I'm That's serious. good for. He gets you pumped up. His new album wasn't that bad. And LeBron was listening to it. Oh, my God. That means something. Okay, anyways. Um, our stranger on the show today is Lael Turner. Um, he's an artist living in Maryland, but he's been to many different places in the world. He makes music to pretty much convey different messages and tell his life story. So, everybody, please welcome Lael. I'm riding with me and my friends. We know we won't make it our fans. You ain't from my side of the ends. They run up on you, snatch your kids. I'm going like 90 or 95. Flashing lights, got me terrified. Freddie Gray and me traumatized. They don't want me to live my life. The devil trying to keep me paralyzed. Looking at your toes, and they annoy me. Cut them off. That's beta talk. That is beta talk. <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because I'm not wearing socks and you are. Oh, so you think I'm insecure about my toes? Yeah. Well, I That's am. exactly what that means. I am. All right, so keep your toe talk to I yourself. I actually did. I'll never. The only time I ever wear sandals is when I'm on the beach. Only time. You'll never see me in sandals. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people wear if sandals. If I had a girlfriend, she would never see my toes. Sometimes I I sleep with socks on. I know people think, oh my god. Oh, that's that's no. Disgusting. I can't do that. I wake up in the middle of the night. I said sometimes. If I wake up and I had socks on, like I think I just go and throw up because <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna die when I have socks on in my sleep. Yeah, circulation. Yeah, claustrophobic. Yeah, that's what it feels like, kind of. Let's talk to our guest. <laughs> Are we recording? I just, yeah, I've been recording. How do you do this, dude? Because I want to expose you. You, never, you deserve to get you exposed. You never tell us. That's the point. Like last time I was playing with that balloon. You said, Brandon, stop. We're, you we're said, I'm going to play with a balloon the entire podcast. And now you joking. said you're going to be watching joking. the game. So I'm not turning it on anymore. I was joking. Can we talk to our guest? Lael you're going to cut all that out. No. I, cut it out because people aren't going to. Hello. <laughs> Leo, what's going on? How are you feeling? Nothing much. I'm chilling. How come you don't have like an MC name? So I did have an MC, an MC name. Okay. It was King Skinny with a dollar sign. King that Skinny. Was, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard that one before. My mom was like, I want you, whatever you choose, I don't want it to be like everyone else. So she was like, you can cut Lil out immediately. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what does that leave me with? And so I said, I'm really skinny. I'm like 140 pounds. and I'm like six foot. Yeah. And so everybody kept calling me skinny. And so I said, oh, I'm going to own it. King skinny. King skinny. Um, how old are you? I'm 19. 19? Okay. 20, yeah. So you were writing to us about like all the p- 
places that you've traveled to. Yeah, um, some cool places. How how did you get to traveling to all those places? First of all, what what places are those? Okay, so I've been to Africa. I've been to where in Africa? Ghana. Okay. Yeah, Ghana. I've been to Africa. I've been to Peru. I've been to Germany. I have been to London. I have been to Mexico. Uh, I've been to the Dominican Republic. Word. That's outside of the country. Gotcha. Now, now, how did you get to all those places? Just your family or? Okay, so some of them, like uh, the Dominican Republic and, Me- and uh, Mexico, those were when I was younger and we were doing family vacations. Mm-hmm. But when I got older, my father's a minister, so we would travel to those different places and do like missionary work and stuff. What kind of projects were they? Uh, mostly just speaking to the people, teaching them. We would like try and help them with fundraising and stuff like that. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. What was your favorite place that you've been to? I probably say Germany. I just like the I don't I like the way things were run in Germany. It was like really cool to see, like the, when they say the train, like the train, like at first, like when I went to New York, it was like the subway was dirty. I went to Germany, was, everything was so clean. I think that made me a big reason why I liked it. New York to Germany is a big comparison yeah. too. Like, yeah, it New is a like. Big- Hella dirty. Yeah, but I was like, yo, this is really cool. And then, like, they were talking about the food, and then, like, we just went out and just saw different stuff. And I really like. I, I didn't get to spend that much time in Germany, but I did like it. I really love Germany. I want to go back. That's awesome. Uh, any plans to travel anywhere in the future? Yeah. Or, like, do you guys have any upcoming oh, projects upcoming? or anything? Well, lately my dad's been to Africa, but I haven't gotten to go. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's a funny story about that. When I was, I went, I mean, normally would go every two years. And so the last time I actually went, I was 16, and a woman came up. We were I was walking through the street with one of the, like the youth pastors there, and a woman came up to me, and she said to me with the straightest face, no smile. She said, "When you come back, you'll be 18." I look. I was. I'm thinking, yeah, I'll be 18. Oh God. She said, "You're gonna be my husband." <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, where was this? It was on the streets. We were just walking through Suedro, and she just said, you're going to be my husband. And, like, I thought it was a joke, but she didn't have a joke on her face. And then the guy said something to her, and then she, like, kind of backed away from me. I was like, what just happened here? That's crazy. No, I like that, actually, because I like that the girl told you instead of usually in, like, cultural settings. It's like the guy will be like, oh, she's going to be my wife. Um, when we went to the airport, because there was um, a young lady that was with us. She, I think she's like a year older than me. A guy came up to her dad, and I think he was like, and he, he was like, she's very beautiful. And so he got her dad got really protective because he was like, no, 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 come over here. Yeah. Real quick. It was like, it was kind of crazy. Like the last time I went to um, Sojo, it was crazy. But uh, what were you asking before that? I'm sorry. I got um, no, I, th- I think I was just, um, I was asking what place you want to go to next. Oh, yeah. I'd, I want to go to Dubai. I think that's really, yeah. like, really, either Dubai or Tokyo. You know, I don't like when people say they want to go to Dubai. Cause, Why is that? Because it's like, you're going from Western world to aspiring Western world. I mean, they're already there. But uh, what I mean by that is that, like, when you go to Dubai, you're not seeing a ton of change because they want to be like, you know, all the European countries and the U.S. They want to they wanna be, you know, just as big or bigger and better all the buildings and everything it's like when you travel you're trying to get a new experience new culture and stuff and it's like i guess i guess maybe for me because you're gonna see like a lot of arabs there and a lot of people from around the world but you might see those same people in new york or london um but it's like dubai it's like i guess they just have a lot of money so you see things that are very expensive but i don't know i what do you, what fascinates you about dubai hold up did floyd mayweather put you on to dubai no because he put me on it <laughs> <laughs> 
watching his look at his instagram it's crazy probably fast and furious i mean they they are like uh you know the ball dropping in new york that's nothing compared to the fireworks off of burj khalifa oh my god that's insane but yeah like what what fascinates you about i really want to see why everybody's going there like everybody's Uh, like everybody wants to go to dubai and so i'm like what am i not seeing that's making i mean i know of course you know it's like they have like really nice buildings and all stuff i want to see what makes everybody really want to go to dubai i want to like experience what was cool there that i liked the most was their indoor ski resort it's a giant ski resort inside of a mall so you got snowboarding and skiing and i heard they have the biggest mall ever I, I don't know about that. I heard they have like floating buildings. Maybe that one's not true. <laughs> I also heard they have like a restaurant underwater. Yes. Yeah, that, they, 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 they do have, they have like, they have a, an entire hotel underwater. I they got crazy stay there. stuff. What the hell? No, and, and the whole wall is like a glass that you can see outside. You, you wake see up all the, and see a whatever. shark just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when you have that much money, it's crazy that, you know, how much stuff they spend on like, oh, well, it'd be kind of cool to have a underwater hotel. Like not needed, but. Let's spend it on there. And why, why I don't like that is like you have countries around you that are suffering like crazy. And instead of putting some money into them and helping them out, it's like, let's just build an underwater hotel. That's why. I actually like, watched a documentary on the guy that like his idea was to build Dubai the way it is now years ago. I watched it in high school. It was pretty fascinating because before all that, it was just desert. And then they just started building stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what. Like he's Qatar very ambitious. That's now. that's why that's Dubai's like it is because he's like I, I need the biggest and this and that. And that's where Qatar is headed now. It's like they wanted that uh, what's it called the space umbrella because they're having the World Cup, and they wanted a, literally a space umbrella. They started building it, and it's like the stadium that they were building. They were getting people from the countries uh, surrounding it, and they were literally dying building the stadium. And that's what like a huge problem is with the Olympics and the World Cup is that. They hire a lot of these people that like will die in the process of those things getting built. And then the stadium sits there just to rot for like years on after that. And then people like you go in to do missionary work for them because it's like it's all a cycle. Yeah, I I actually what you were saying, I actually read an article just like saying the exact same thing you said. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's uh, talk about your artistry a little bit. So what do you think? You're on this show, Strange Flavors. So, what do you think differentiates you from other rappers? Uh, I don't really know exactly how to like. I talk about things that at least I feel like that may not go covered, and I'm I'm just delving into it more and more. Like the reason why I came up with the moniker, I thought it was funny. You called me like King Skinny was because I was scared to put to light the things that were in like the music that I was giving. I was like, well, I can't say these things because people are gonna think it's about me. And so I eventually did away with King Skinny because I was like, no, if I'm going to rate this music and it's going to be real to me, I have to be honest. And like, so I think I just provide a, a perspective that not many can give. I'm one, I'm like a Christian. And when people hear that, they're like, you know, like they think like either they think you're like a chance Christian or they think you're like a Christian rap that's like they're preaching exactly what's in the Bible, like scripture verse for verse, word for word. Mm. But that's not really what I like to do. I like to give my life experiences to people. I don't really like I don't like to push anything on anybody because I feel like you can't really push a religion on somebody because it's not going to be true to them if you like push it on them. So I just I just speak my piece, you know. I think uh, I think to some people they may think it's a little weird because I'm 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 clean in what I say. I don't I don't curse. I don't really use profanity or any of that. So I think that's a little different, but I'm definitely as deadly as anybody. Um I think I think definitely uh changing your name from King Skinny to Layal Turner will definitely, you know, let people take you a little bit more seriously and yeah. focus on that. Um, 
but uh so so what you're saying is like you're coming from a perspective of pretty much like faith and i think that's what you wrote to us too like faith yeah. love pain yeah. um and life stories what is what what is the pain in the life stories like what is that coming from so it's it's it's, it's a lot of things and i talk about some of them um in my music but uh one thing that really impacted me is um growing up where i grew up i grew up in a place called marion virginia there's not very many people there and the majority of them that are there are caucasian mm-hmm. and so growing up i grew up thinking that and it, my parents raised me in an excellent way they made me think that racism was completely dead and i really didn't realize that racism was an issue till i hit like 11. and so we are in bible study and we're talking about um we're just talking about you know basketball and somebody disagrees with one of my friends and he just says well that's why you're an n-word and so i was like when it and this is this is a white guy saying it to yeah he, well, he didn't say it to me he said it to my friend and and the, that friend was white too no he was black oh okay and so that's what we, i was like wow because i mean the church i went to was it, there were a lot of caucasian but there were majority black people there and so like he just said well that's why you're an n-word and i'm just looking around like what just happened uh, here? yeah how? in church too damn yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Wait, I did I I censored out what he said. He said expletives and a couple no. other things. Oh, wow. Was that was that like your first experience of any type of like you know seeing consciously? Racism? Like that's yeah. when I realized okay maybe th- then I started realizing stuff that had been happening before like people who didn't want to yeah, play it with all me started clicking in. Yeah, wow. so it was like so every once in a while like when I go back there because at that point I wasn't really living there full time. I was kind of spending time there half and half of my mom until I turned about eight, actually. And then I would go back for the summers. But now when I go back, I kind of realize this stuff. And so that's something that's definitely impacted me. Growing up in a small town like that, this is a small town mindset, you know, everybody talks about that small town mindset. Like, you're never like you're never going to leave here. And if you leave here, you're going to be average to everybody else. Yeah. So that's how Harco is. No, Harco's not like that. What? It's okay. It's a little bit better. You get... People who say they like people, that. yeah, like the guy we had on Nick Mason, who was from uh, Maine. He had some crazy experiences of like you know, and he was a white guy, and he was like, you know, I never realized you know how brainwashed I was until I moved to a place like Towson, yeah. where you start seeing diversity, and you're like, you know, what's been, ha-? and then every everything starts to click because you're like, you know, something is something is wrong here, and it's funny that like you know, I'm not talking about like the racism part. I'm talking about like people in Harco seem to be like you won't do anything even if you do leave harco you know what i mean i would i would argue that that's for a lot of places though yeah they may be but i i mean i never i've only been here so i can't speak on i feel like a lot of people from a lot of places will say you know i can't accomplish this because i'm living in this place and like my whole motto has always been it's not about where you're from it's what you do while you're there because it's not it's not the people that are born and raised in LA or New York or wherever that are always the big shots. It's the it's the little girl that moved from Tennessee or you know, slanging dope on a corner. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> that people love the underdog. People love the guy with a story. And if somebody's from a place where nobody knew them or like you know, and and the small town people they cheer for you the loudest. Like you have to get to that certain stage, yeah. and then. People are going to support you. But if you're from, like, a huge, big city in the first place, it's like, oh, we see this all the time. You know, what's different about yeah. this guy? But if you're if you're the only one doing it at a certain place, I think, like, that has a lot more value to it. So anybody that's saying, you know, whatever. And rappers Harco, are always rappers are always letting you know, too. Like Meek Mill. You can't ever start a song without saying, yo, I was slinging dope in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we get it. Whether that's true or not. Um, 
We get it, dude. Do you know about a rapper? I'm trying to think of his name. It starts with an L. Lecrae. Lecrae. That's what I was going to say. That's who you're reminding me of right now. Um, He's a Christian and, rapper, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, but he. I don't think he likes to label himself. Yeah, he doesn't label that, Which is awesome because, like, you don't have to be labeled a. Yeah, a Christian rapper. It's the same as somebody rapping about money. It's like, are they a money rapper? I mean, money rapper. Wu Tang rapped about a lot of Muslim principles, but mm-hmm. nobody says they're Muslim rappers. Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, exactly. Lupe does too. And there are people who rap about Buddhism. They're not considered Buddhist rappers. So I understand why he. And a lot of people actually hate the fact that he says that. Yeah. I like. I read his book about that recently, and he was getting a lot of hate. That mm-hmm. was kind of like ridiculous. But did you know that he was at your school? Did you ever go yeah. to that? If, on my Facebook on my Facebook page is a picture of me dapping him up. Oh, that's awesome. There. That's awesome. Yeah. What What do you think about Chance the Rapper? I think Chance is dope. Yeah. I think I think it's funny. I think Chance is dope. Don't don't mess up what I'm saying. I think Chance is dope. I think it's funny that everybody's mom loves Chance. Am I the only one? <laughs> yeah. I think like everybody's mom just loves Chance. My mom came up to me. She said, "Leo, you want to go to a Chance concert?" I was like, "You don't know Chance." <laughs> yeah. She she hears the Chance they see on TV and she loves Chance. But I think Chance is dope. Yeah, because I think I think he's probably one of the first people that we see that's in the bigger mainstream that has made i guess church music gospel mm-hmm. music very mainstream and i think you know i think that's cool because i think people like him and kendrick lamar they do that a lot and they're never labeled you know like christian rappers and i, I just like when people express their faith like when i hear music it like you know it does kind of get tiresome of hearing you know I'm slinging drugs. I got all these women. I want to hear something. I want to hear your perspective on life. I want to hear what you believe. I want to be taught something. That's something very important to me. And I think that both of those guys do something. Chance just has a really catchy, you know, a little catchy vibe with them too. Yeah. But I I think it also has to do with, because if you look at Chance's situation, Mm -hmm. where he came from, what his family was like, you know, his dad uh, worked with Barack Obama and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the same uh, guy that's, selling drugs and was going to jail and getting into trouble because a lot of these rappers that are in bad situations it's not their fault a lot of times when they first see money and go crazy over it. it's the same thing with athletes when yeah. they get a huge check and came from a little you know bad part of town and then they go crazy and then go bankrupt right after it's like that's a lot of times it's not their fault it's just that we as a society like often push them to this place where we egg them on when they're succeeding and then see them fall drastically and then don't help them back up or teach them financial literacy or anything. So as much as, you know, we talk about people rapping about those things, it's like at the same time, I almost feel bad for those people because it's like they don't sometimes know any better. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, and I think that's kind of like the the um, aim that Jay-Z had on his last album. Yes. Before he was trying to tell people, like, you know, don't put the money to your ear, like, you know, it's, it's really funny because, like, the way I've always thought and the way my father taught me, and I realize that that's not what everybody's taught, it's like real G's moving silence. So, you know, you don't have to wear your money to have money because if, you, if you're always wearing your money, you're going to lose your money because your money's on you. Migos! Preach. <laughs> Preach. I just, and so, you know, I definitely get, like, and it's sad to see that because there's so many people who had so much talent and so much money given to them, and then you just watch it all trickle away. Like, that's why I really, I like, Allen Iverson had so much. I was just about much. to say him. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my he's, boy. He's a classic example. Yeah, and he had, like, they said they, like, they pulled him over overseas, and he said, you can take this car, because they said he didn't pay, he, the payment didn't go through for it. He said, you could take it. I have three more in the garage mm-hmm. at home. And so they went home and took those three, too, because yeah. he didn't pay for all of them. Yeah, that's crazy. And so it's like, where were the people there to help him? Because you know there were people in the NBA before him 
where were the people there to help him manage his money and to make smart investments with it? I yeah. think that's what they eventually did do, but in some cases too late. And it's like uh, since Chance and his family were so involved in politics before that, he already had like a lot of education on what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like now he's in the position where he has the money and the power and the influence to make certain things happen. Now that education kicks in and it's like if you were put into that situation where you have an education on doing this missionary work and everything, it's like you would have that same type of influence at that point and be able to pull in knowledge from what you have. So like how how seriously do you take yourself as as an artist? Oh, deadly serious. Anything that I do, it's just the way that my father and my mother raised me. Anything that you do, if you want to see something from it, you have to be deadly serious. And so, yeah, I take it, like, deadly serious. I have, I, I constantly, like, I don't have a team, so I'm doing stuff all hours of the night. I'm working, practicing, just trying to get stuff off. And, like, and it's, it's fun, like, I don't just like rap. And so I know I came here to talk, like, we talk about rap. But I love all types of art because that's just how my parents raised me. Mm. So I, I practice rap, but then I feel like I get inspired to do music and rap by other art forms. So like I'll say like you know I'm pretty sure you all have heard of like the ten thousand hours like in order to be ten in order to be a master at anything you have to have like ten thousand hours. Yeah. So I I take that and I and I apply that by I'll I'll study people's raps I'll study their rap forms I'll watch the films that inspired them to do that and I just try and take in a whole bunch of culture so that way I can again like progress what I do because I think that if I do that that just elevates my game that much more I feel like I have to have that like Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. Mm. To, to like elevate myself or I'm just gonna be like everybody else. What are you studying in school? Mass comms. Mass comm, okay. Yeah. And is there something that you plan to do with that or is that like a plan B? Mass comm, I, I actually wanna, do, I wanna get into um, like producing film and I wanna get into producing film, producing music. I wanna get into like, just like so much art stuff. I, could, I wanna write books. There's like a lot of stuff that I wanna do with that. I was actually in Brandon's class that he told you all about on another episode. I was one of the people. Um, what class was that? I was, it was in his um, the film know. class. Yeah, it was, okay. a, it was a film class. Yeah, we were. I was. In, I was one of the people that really watched, like, like that watched Star Wars and was like, "You haven't watched Star Wars?" Oh, okay, okay. I was okay. a part of that group. Yeah. Gotcha. And I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you said I Star Trek. No, I never watched Star Trek. You said I had Star, oh, you had Trek, a Star Trek action, action toys, but you didn't. But you knew a little bit about it. No, not really. Well, you knew that it was, I knew it it was came before, before Star, Star Wars, Wars and Wars. All right, whatever. Okay, <laughs> back to you. We're not getting into this again. So I was just saying, yeah, I just, well, I love Star Wars. <laughs> I, like, at first, I didn't like it that much, but then I was like kind of put onto it. And I think, I, I, very unpopularly, my favorite character is Anakin. Okay. A lot of people don't like when I say my favorite character is Anakin. Is that is that Darth Vader? Well, it is Darth Vader, it's Darth Vader but it's a different side of Darth Vader that okay. I like. I, I don't I don't know, you, know what to say back to that because no. I've never watched I mean I've I've tried to watch it before but about. okay you get, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah it's just like a different side of him that I just like it it's, it's just cool to watch that did you know so okay let me Darth share. Maul is mine see he says oh yeah I don't know anything about it and then he comes out with random things like one, that I just know like, a couple Brandon, Brandon we're not gonna judge you if you watch Star Wars or not it's not about being cool all the time okay I've never watched a full Star Wars movie in my life okay relax. You're missing out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Talking? If you have, hold it's up. Fine. I got a question for our guest. You said you were writing a screenplay. Oh yes. Well, uh, what's it about? Okay, l- real yeah, quick. Let me <laughs> let me throw this fact out there. I want to know if you already knew this or not. Did you know that he doesn't like Darth Vader doesn't actually say Luke, I am your father. No, I didn't know that. He says, No, I am your father. Huh. 
What are you I saw talking that, about? Yeah, right. I saw that. I saw that on a like thing. I, it's the Mandela effect. Do you know what that is? No, it's I don't like know. so. Uh, people thought that ne- Nelson Mandela had died in prison. Uh, when he actually died in what twenty thirteen or something, mm-hmm. and so then that like the Mandela effect is when people think something happened or something is occurring when okay. it's not or whatever, and so that's one of the Mandela effects that like people think that it's Luke, I am your father, but it's actually no, I am your father because everybody just always. But you that hear him say Luke. I have to go back and watch it now. Yeah, watch now, it. Yeah, I let really, me know. I'm pretty sure he does. Say yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. that's what everybody said. They're like, "Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he does." You're wrong, but it was on like a it was on a show, and it was like they were saying it's true. But. Yeah, back to the screenplay. <laughs> back right. to the screenplay. Okay. What's it about? So the screenplay that I haven't worked on it in some time. Oh. But be, let me tell you, I, I hit like a dead He's a lingering end. artist <laughs> like me. I hit like a bunch of different things and then yeah, just like to get back to. Him. I got intimidated because I, I gotten like twenty pages in and I was like I'm still nowhere and so I kind of like stopped. So I'm gonna take a break from it, but it was kind of like my life, but extremely exaggerated and a lot of stuff was changed. And so in the in the, in the movie, I am no longer I I'm no like my whole life is not the same. I am now. Uh, I'm just like a regular guy who happens to fall upon this illegal drug ring. And it's like, it's very, like, you remember the life of Derek? Yeah. It's very much. That was our film for our class. It's very much like, oh, it's very much like that. And can I say something about that? Just, did you know they gave, we got the award for that? Did I ever tell you that? No. The life of Derek, we got an award for that, but they didn't give it to me for the for the writing. And I'm the one who wrote it. (laughs) I was very mad about that. So this was a film class that you wrote Who'd they give it to? They Derek? Said Derek. <laughs> oh, because his name was in the title. I was mad about that. Oh god. But, yeah. Why did Why didn't you go and ask like, hey? I would say at, Wayne. What the hell? At He's that point, modest. I was just like, I was like, no, it's okay. <laughs> if I won another award, I'm gonna make sure people know I won that one too. <laughs> um, what was I gonna ask? Oh yeah, who are your, who are some of your uh, biggest influences? Would you say, in art in general, it doesn't have to be just rap. In art in general, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss is definitely one of my biggest influences. I would put Lecrae in there because he gave confidence for somebody like me to actually even pursue rap. Definitely. I would say, outside of them, I would say it's people like my father and my mother. Because my father actually writes books. If you didn't know, my father actually writes books. What, and what kind of books? It, he just different types of books. He's like he. My father is one of the most dedicated people I've ever seen. Like novels. Like- oh yeah, no. He writes. Um, he'll write like faith-based books, and then he'll just write like help books. He wrote a children's book. It's just okay. like yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And so, and actually, in my family, everybody does music. Like everybody sings. On my uncle, on my mother's side, I have an uncle who is in a band. They toured like London from like London to America. Uh, my uncle produced and he did some he did some production it's a little he says he says the beat reached Dr. Dre but didn't act like Dr. Dre didn't you know jump on it um my my, um, my dad his side of the family my aunt is just like this incredible musician she said one day I picked up the bass and I just wanted to play it and it was like a week later she was playing like full songs wow. nice that's that's a lot of inspiration around you yeah so that's it was awesome. it was just really about like because at first I when I was trying to make music I thought I had to be like them and so I was like trying to make music like them. I, I I learned to play the keyboard just a little bit. I'm not as good as she is, but then I was like, you know, I want to go my own lane. Yeah. So yeah. That's good because when you grow up in a house with musicians, it's the same thing as language, where 
when you're little you don't actually think about what you're learning you just pick it up um what's what are some of your favorite movies okay this is where it gets a little hard i like talking to this guy because honestly i I was like you know what oh we're gonna have another rapper and he's gonna but you know he was skeptical because all the other guests were from him this is first time any one of us three i wasn't i wasn't skeptical because you brought him i was just skeptical because i was like oh we're gonna have another rapper that's bullcrap audience huh (laughs) i said that's bullcrap audience (laughs) what does that even mean meaning the audience shouldn't believe you Oh, you're talking to the audience. I said this. Yeah, I said <laughs> I this is my that. man's. He's good for us. I but I was like, right, trust cool, in me. Cool. But Anyways. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got what you're saying. When when people talk to me for the first time, and if that's how I'm introduced, I make sure I'm like, you know what? That's not like I don't even call myself a rapper. Like we don't have to talk about that at all. But I'm so glad you know that you're here and you're talking. Just go go ahead. Yeah. What's your favorite movies? All right, The Departed has definitely got to be number one. I don't know if you've seen that Scorsese. I love Scorsese. I need to see it again. The, yeah, because it's been a while. It's it's never a bad time to watch it again. Yeah, just for fun, I watch it. The Departed, The Dark Knight, and then the third the third part is where it gets sketch. I love Training Day, but then it's like I like I love Training Day, but then I love Reservoir Dogs. But then I love Inglorious Bastards. But then I love like Django, and it gets really dicey. I have, but everybody keeps telling me it'll change when I watch The Godfather, and I haven't watched that. Will you stop? Yeah. I can hear that in here. He's mess, messing up the frequency. These mics are sensitive. You have um, so that's your just that's your top five then. I ne- I don't know how many. I ne- it's, there, there's so there's more. What do you like so hard. much about like army movies? You have a lot of those in there. I don't know. It's like army and gangster movies. They just really captivate me. Yes, I'm really into no like Scarface. <laughs> what are you okay, laughing look. at? You are like I like so Scarface. Because right I'm, I'm just glad. Like this is a great conversation, and like I can actually ask him what his favorite movie is and not expect it. Because had you been some other rapper from Harco or something, I would have already known the answers that I'm asking you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I. it's crazy because I, like, I guess movies, that when you're watching... aren't associated to you attract you, you know? No, not, not necessarily that. It's just, I guess, like, when you're seeing a world that you're not uh, used to and you can, you can, like, pull yourself out of it, you know, the type of movies that you're talking about, it's, like, it's not necessarily about that. It's, it's like, here's a story that really happened or, like, a way that the world could be, mm-hmm. but it's not. And that's what's cool about it. That's what's cool At about the end of the day, it's just a movie. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I feel what you're saying, too, because, like, when I was younger, my dad used to say the same thing. He was like, Leo, you're watching a movie. These don't have to be your choices. It's just a movie. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know why some people have that fear. Like, if I watch this enough, I'm going to shoot somebody. Because they're psychopaths. Yeah. That's the same talk that happens with video games. Yeah. So people are like, you know, they shouldn't make Grand Theft Auto because it could influence somebody to go out and get a car and i was playing great the battle since i was like eight okay well you're pretty messed up so you're not a good example (laughs) you're a jerk so that doesn't you're not setting a very good example of that um i want to talk about your uh ep coming up what are some of the um i've heard some of it already what are some of the messages that are going to be conveyed in this okay so the ep it's really just from the perspective of a millennial just trying to make it so like a lot of the messages I feel like will relate with people who are millennials like I have a song that I've been sitting on I've been wanting to release it so bad because I'm just tired of hearing it 
it's a song about one of my friends that kind of got caught up in drugs and that and how the drugs kind of just like separated us because it was like a hard lifestyle because I couldn't watch him just do that to himself and he was like it's he was like it's nothing man so I have one of those songs um I have a song talking about like relationships of course I have songs talking about society it's, it's a lot of messages but like it's not really like one thought it's just kind of like one thought all coming together if you know what I mean would you say that your stuff is more like on the serious side or do you ever like do anything for fun there's definitely some funny parts in there I don't it, there's definitely some funny parts in there, especially mm-hmm. the parts where my friends are involved. I think I try to be funny, but my friends are just funny. He's got mm-hmm. some funny, like, he does, like, little funny ad-libs that he'll just chuck in there like that what? you wouldn't expect. Um, I couldn't give you an example, but, like, when I heard some can. of it. Okay, so it's, I don't know. It's just the way I say things and the way I do things. I'm very sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, like, you'll hear it in the song because I have a whole song just talking about how people want to see us as one thing but they're not it's called finessing and so i'm very sarcastic in that song and you can kind of hear it if you actually listen to it in the way i'm saying things so it's it's just kind of stuff like that i like seinfeld so if you get that kind of humor you'll kind of you'll kind of get what i'm going for what is your uh writing process usually like and where are you like when you're doing it okay so normally my writing it really just depends normally i write all the time just just to keep it going anywhere yeah, anywhere. Okay. I'll write in the movies if I feel like it. Like I'll, I just write, write, because I just don't want to like stop writing. I feel like if I stop writing, then I'm going to get bad at it. So I just write normally, but if like I'll hear a beat and it'll strike an emotion with me, then I'll write specifically that beat. But then I just write like stuff just like free. Like I like poetry. to yeah poetry because I like poetry too. So I just I just write stuff and then sometimes I write stuff with a specific intent. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I write things. For other people to try and like sharpen that skills that way. If I ever got into a situation where I could write a song for somebody else and sell it, I'd be in that position too. So do, do you pop- go up to somebody and ask them like, "Hey, can I write something for you?" Or are you? So what I work? I haven't gotten to that point yet, but every melody you've ever heard, I wrote it, and the way that they sing it, I I got that together. I don't like own all of my songs. I'm not I'm not following. Yeah. So okay. So if you hear like a melody on my song. Uh huh. Everybody who's ever been featured on my song that did a melody, I wrote the melody. I came up with the way they did it. I kind of like produced that okay. because I'm very specific on, on how I want that to sound. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, so it's kind of like, it's like I'm writing that part. I'm getting there to where I can write for other people. I'm not exactly there yet, but I'm trying to get there. Gotcha. If a thought like uh, just rose in your head, will you pull out your phone and write it down in your notes or something? Yeah. I did it in class all the time. Oh, Okay. If you ever looked at me in class, I did it all the time. And I know you're a developing artist, but any um, things you would adv- give advice for people that want to start rapping or are currently rapping that you have learned so far in your process? It's a lot of things that I could tell you. One, don't ever trust Fiverr if they say they're giving you promo for $5. <laughs> I learned the hard way that that was fake views. Oh, God. I, I was like, I'm going to get views, and I woke up, and I didn't notice that it happened at one time. I, I, look, I went back and looked at all the likes came at the same time. I was like, okay, they just what gave was this fake on? views. It was on... Uh, I've told you about this website. It was on Fiverr. I thought you were no, talking about Oh, that's the website. Yeah, it's yeah. a oh, website. I thought it was like I thought you do it through SoundCloud or something. No, yeah. it's like and you can get. Okay. Yeah, so I learned that don't do that because then people are gonna look at you like you're trying to be. And I didn't want to delete the song because yeah. it's like people actually like the song, but now it has like it's like one of the songs <laughs> I did, No Convo. It doesn't really have three thousand views, but it has like three thousand views, and I feel bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> about that. But Fiverr does like all different types of. I feel bad. All different types of stuff. What What do you think, real quick, is like the your highest um, accolade so far? Like, what do you think has been your highest moment so far? My highest accolade as as an as an artist. Probably when I went back to my hometown and I did. Uh, I did a concert there, and I got to watch, like, my cousins and my, like, all of my family were there, and people just genuinely liked it. Like, people came up to me after, they were like, yo, you are so amazing, let me follow you, and that was, like, really, that was really a moment for me. That's dope. Uh, this was in Virginia? Yeah, Marion, okay. Virginia. And how did that get set up? Um, there's another group there that they were actually rapping when I was younger. They just they just released their first project. They were like, Leo, we want you to come down and do a couple songs. So I came down there, did, like, a 15-minute set. Nice. Yeah. Drove five hours just to do that 15 minutes and then left. Nice. Left right after? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's awesome. <laughs> That's how you do it. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at L-A-E-L underscore L-T. And on Facebook, my page is just Lael Turner. And on awesome. SoundCloud, I'm Lael Turner. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Danny, you want to ask him the last question? If you could be any flavor, what would you be and why? Uh, I prepared for this. <laughs> I asked my mother because she had. I'm not very good at trying to answer questions about myself like that. So I asked my mother. She said, "You'd probably be something with chocolate." And then she was like, "A Reese's cup." And I said, "That's perfect." And so I would be a Reese's cup because you take a bite out of me. You see one thing on the outside, but you taste something different on the inside. Whoa! Love it. These people are getting good with I these. I like oh that. God. I like that. And you came prepared. You blew my mind, man. See, this is this is the first guest that we had on that was like you know that has listened to more than one episode. So that's pretty awesome. You know what? You know what I think like, now? I wonder if any of our guests in the past have ever listened to their own podcast. Yeah, of course they've listened to their I own podcast. But usually they'll come on like, oh yeah, I I listened to the last one. Liar. No, they 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 had listened to the last one, but oh. hadn't listened to any before Truther. That or after that. The <laughs> last one was like the LARPing one, right? The LARPing one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we we did one before you, which I haven't uploaded yet, but okay, yeah. I need to get on that. Um, again, Lael, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of Strange Flavors. Join us next time when we talk to another stranger with another flavor. I wish you'd call me. I wish you'd call me. I wish you'd My line maybe we can talk about life and we can talk about the things that we wish we did right. Don't we can talk about midlife and we can talk about past times. We can talk about how I love your eyes and blue sky. We can talk about how bees fly and the good die. Don't talk about it. And how it really hurts me to show no your worth to me. Don't lie to me. We can talk about how the trees will rejuvenate and even our mistakes in the early mornings. I contemplate how. I wish I cry less so I could talk to God more. I I wish I lie less like what you gotta lie Just for. I I wish we make time to talk about the things that we need to. Cause I can't lie, I miss you. I can't lie. I I wish you called me. I wish you.